السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وعليكم السلام Welcome to Mind Heist episode 55 What's the you know in bingo uh this is pretty old school and it's even too old school for me Bingo uh, you know in bingo they got all these kind of uh these kind of uh, names like 22 is the two rubber ducks or something 22 go to the loo something like that you know these things so what's 55 i don't know 55, what that's 55 look alive <laughs> okay we we'll just make it up there, i don't I know <laughs> uh, welcome mr ahi tweets to the podcast after just one week of absence not a big problem inshallah um i'm excited man to get back into this we're we're recording on monday and inshallah we'll put this out on monday maybe maybe tuesday morning you're recording sunday is it monday for you is that are you on the other side of the world oh it is monday yeah <laughs> i thought you're messing about bro i felt like it was sunday oh my god okay then um, i'll try and put it out later <laughs> um yeah bro um before we get into the main topic i wanted to bring this up because uh you know i'm not really usually that into the the local trends the the ongoing trends the current affairs yeah but i have heard of this new uh, netflix show called messiah did you hear about it <laughs> yeah i was talking to, i was talking to some brothers about this the other night um in other words thing your... about it go on is is the trailer like looks so sick and it's like <laughs> the exact type of thing i would watch because you know uh, when i do watch films I noticed yeah I've noticed the trend like the only time I watch films on the plane okay and I always end up watching these end of times like uh, apocalyptic armageddon kind of things like end of the world zombies like whatever it is yeah I always yeah. end up watching those so I like them yeah so then um I heard of this messiah thing so I was like okay let me see what's about and it's like the exact thing I would watch <laughs> <laughs> like regardless of it being about whatever the gel or whatever it, it's just that type of thing I found it interesting what phenomenon I realized is that people were losing their minds right mm. oh, it was like it was trending on Twitter I think it was the number one trending thing on Twitter okay uh, the, the the term degel was trending wow uh, speaking of degel I realized I've pr- been pronouncing it wrong all this all this time it's degel isn't it mm, I, I believe it's degel yeah. yeah and I was I was with some brothers the other day I'm like what are you saying why are you saying it like that mm. I was like, oh I've been saying it wrong this whole time anyway well, uh, how do you say it I was saying the the gel. Oh, but that's that's normal, bro. That's the North African way of saying regime. Oh, that that's what I thought because I was saying to them, I bet it's something to do with my colloquial accent. Yeah, yeah. But um even anyway. in North Africans they say regime even in the Quran. They, it's only a slight um thing, but it's yeah. like uh, it's it should be j and we say j. Ah. that explains everything because i was really <laughs> struggling after that mm. to sort of correct myself mm. but it anyway, is with shadda but yeah so um yeah it was trending on twitter the term dajjal mm. but it wasn't even the the actual term in arabic wasn't mentioned anywhere on that yeah. trailer or yes. it was all you know what was it called uh, messiah or antichrist yes. or whatever yeah. and people were losing their minds thinking oh look they're turning Are a hadith into a movie blah 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 it really is the end times all this stuff yeah. not realizing that you know the other two abrahamic faiths well mainly christianity mm. they have a concept of the antichrist and they're yeah. borrowing a lot of this from that anyway yeah. mm. um so there's no need to freak out like mm. it's they're like freaking out as if they're trying to de- undermine what we believe in um or 
And this is a thing like nothing's. It's a bit of a phenomenon with with modern day Muslims that nothing's ever sort of important until the non-Muslims pick up on it first. Mm. Like they'll pick up on certain aspects, and we like lose our minds. Mm. Um, but anyway, like whether people watch it or not. Mm. I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I don't know what sort of story they're going to tell. Mm. And it's with a lot of media. Like, it will warp your understanding of certain things if you're not familiar with yes, the way it the, should be. The Islamic, um, uh, yeah. There's also, like, the the whole conspiracy, like, the whole Dajjal topic, mm. uh, setting aside what we, ha- we have as forms of texts and evidences for the entire sort of situation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wrapped up in modern-day conspiracies and Illuminati and... You know, what I mean, people sort of pulling at threads to try and attach, um, attach you know, Dajjal as a system or as an individual to yeah. modern day groups or modern day movements or whatever. Yeah. Um, and or whether that is, yeah, and and I think, ju- you know, judging from my own past and my own obsession with that sort of stuff, I realised that it was serving me no benefit. Like I wasn't mm. benefiting anything. The amount of times you you can spend. Uh, studying the modern day phenomena of w- what could be linked to Dajjal or the movement of Dajjal or whoever's preparing for Dajjal to arrive mm. could be spent um, increasing your knowledge so that you can actually fend off the Dajjal if you was to arrive during your lifetime or yeah. to pass on that knowledge to your kids who may be the ones to face him or face his people you know what I mean Yes. Um, so yeah th- I digress but it was just it was just interesting to see people going crazy and losing their minds. Yeah, <laughs> I think how- you know Muslims are so. Unfortunately, I mean, this always comes when you are on the back foot, if you like. Uh, yeah, definitely. Being defensive, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, anyone else. Like, let's say you are on on top, right? Let's say you're whatever you're American, white American, whatever, right? You're not going to get defensive about someone taking a story linked to you and then yeah. turn it into a film or you'd be like you might even celebrate it you'd be like yeah like we are sick like of course people want to tell our stories you know yeah yeah, uh, yeah so it's interesting how the same event can happen but you react differently based on your um your kind of position in the pecking order you know uh, that's one way i think people react is being so defensive and then the other way people react is like um hmm Kind of like just being uh, maybe not the other way, but being against it for other reasons. So it's not like, oh, you're not allowed to tell our story. It's like uh, you're not allowed to tell the story of the gel, even if it's from a Christian point of view. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's all actually defensive. Actually, there's also the like this. There's also like this notion of like cultural appropriation and people yes, getting outraged that's what when I was trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah, people get outraged when like. I don't know. Things are borrowed from our narrative, yeah. and, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe some people care more than others, but I remember like little things, like when Aladdin, for example, the movie was yeah. was made recently, and people were getting outraged because I think one of the actors in there wasn't Arab or something like that. Mm. People were like, oh, this is cultural appropriate. Like, who cares? Honestly, mm. we take we put so much care into. And so much attention into these modern day mm. things that don't benefit our ummah mm. whatsoever. Well, I um, think you could argue the other way, though. You could say, I mean, I do think, like we know, I know you would agree with this as well, that culture and media is, is actually very powerful. And yeah. it's potentially yeah. more powerful than, than other things, right? Like more hard power because, for example, of how it could spread around the whole world. It can influence mm. worldviews and all of this stuff, right? Yeah. I think 
obviously though what you're saying is true in the sense where it's like it, people take it too far when it's like it's it's one thing being against people grabbing your stories and telling them in the wrong way for example yeah that's yeah. something to to be uh, you know worried about and, and maybe take action against because it's now becoming a lie like you're now you're you're changing the whole narrative and the story right yeah um but it's an the that's maybe a, a noble way of, of reacting. The the negative way of reacting is when it's like you just don't like it because you're sensitive, because you're defen you're, you're defensive, because you feel inferior. That's yeah. when it's like no, you're just being too sensitive because you're weak. Like let's be real. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's actually a very very complicated topic. I think. Yeah, it's difficult uh, because no matter how much you shout, scream and shout about it, mm. very little changes. But then again, yeah. one could argue that with enough voices and enough mm. movement, then things mm. get heard. It's, like, for example, look at the, mm. I know it's not, not the same, mm. but if you look at like the Uyghur crisis in China, yes. like we wouldn't have known anything about that if people weren't talking about it. On yeah, yeah, media, yeah. You know? It's true. It's always a balance between shouting out loud about something and the whole spreading awareness thing and yeah. then turning awareness into an action almost like we talked about this before it's like you feel like you've done something just because you've spoken about it yeah. so obviously awareness needs to be made but then it's like you know do something beyond that isn't it but mm. um you know i remember i was told about a situation where a i think she's like american actress i think this might be something to do with um that panther movie black panther was it uh, oh yeah yeah so I think like one of the actresses or something in that film, she's American, right? But she's originally maybe from Nigeria, okay? Okay. And she wanted to make a movie. She wanted to produce a movie which is based on a Nigerian uh, Nigerian uh, story, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they didn't want her to do, like, I think Nigerians didn't want her to do it because, like, oh, you're American, like, you're not really Nigerian, and you're going to, like, take this narrative and you're going to twist it or this or that, right? Mm. So they were saying that. But then on the other side, it's like, well, she might uh, she might uh, bring a lot of attention to Nigerian cinema. She might bring investment. She might, you know, your story's getting out to the world Yeah. Um, on the flip side. So it's like that's, the, that's another instance of this happening. Um, but I kind of, I guess I feel like the way to deal with this is similar to like Sunnah Bidah, okay? You can, if if you want, you could spend the rest of your life refuting different bid'ahs because there's that many, right? Yeah. But what would be more powerful is to teach people the principles of the sunnah and how you identify something as being the sunnah and focus on what the, the positive things to do rather than just talk about the negative things. Because when you teach negative things, you don't teach people what to do about it. You just say yeah. avoid that, but you don't tell them what to do. And I think there was a statement of Imam Malik around that, like my way, some, yeah, and obviously I'm paraphrasing, uh, my way of countering the bid'ah is to teach the sunnah, you know, mm. that's kind of my philosophy in, in general, in general. There's so much, there's so much of the deen that can be implemented um, that you'll, you'll just be learning things all the time. Like mm -hmm. there's so many things that you'll, you'll be doing for years mm -hmm. and thinking that you you've pretty much got it down like you know what you're doing in terms like for example something as simple as praying right mm. you think oh i do this every day five times a day at least mm. i know what i'm doing when it comes to it and then you'll mm. just learn something like years later like oh uh, <laughs> i didn't realize i should i not not i should be doing that or i could do that or that's it you understand like 
there's just there's just it's just an endless ocean. I was playing this game with um I say game, I basically challenged Faisal Chowdhury or Freshly Grounded when I met him. Mm. I said the sun is so amazing that you could probably point at anything of any part of your body more or less, mm. give or take, and there'll probably be a sun that attached to it. Okay. Um, it could be anything. It could be mm. like you know, he said something like toes. I was like, Okay, well you clip your fingernail you clip your toenails on Hey. Know, day of the week or from this direction <laughs> or you, you when you're washing your feet for wudu then you put your little finger between your toes and mm. then he said okay uh, tongue uh, well you, you know c- control your speech and the Prophet Sallallahu said that if you guard you know your tongue then you know etc 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 so there's a lot yeah. of things basically mm. um, but it, that's just a phenomenal example like if you really do think about it there's a lot the only thing I couldn't think about was elbow but I'm sure there is something there for elbows <laughs> <laughs> isn't it it's in the Quran that you know about wudu like uh, oh you wash up to your elbows yeah what else did he say he said shoulders the only thing I could think about was like the Prophet used to have um, the, the seal of the prophets in between the shoulder blades mm. something along those lines mm, there anyway, could be something about covering the shoulders in salah as well could be I'm not sure if there's a lot Allah is best but it could be yeah yeah but you see uh, what I mean? Like, it's all-encompassing. Mm. Mm. Okay, bro. So, obviously, I wanted to talk about, like, uh, on on the topic of the current topic in the UK, at least. And, I mean, there, there, yeah, I mean, there's actually broader discussion of uh, elections uh, in the world, right? Because I think in the US, there's going to be elections next year. Um, there is in the UK in December, right? I think uh, elections. Um, yeah. Right now, there's... Uh, <laughs> There's elections in Algeria supposed to be coming up, but uh, crazy, man. But what's going on in Algeria is very interesting. Like, uh, basically, the people are boycotting the election. Okay. Um, for the, uh, We'll see what happens, but uh, it seems like most people are going to... Although, yeah, in the past, I think, on average, like 15% of people voted, right? But now it's going to be... At least people are trying to encourage each other and all of this for the turnout to be 0%. So we'll see, really, uh, <laughs> what happens there. So anyway, there's a lot of elections going on. Obviously, maybe we could focus a bit more on the UK, like you're living there. Um, I, I guess I'm more, maybe a bit more aware of the UK than US yeah. or Algeria. Um, so, so yeah, man, I, so this is this whole, the way to frame, I think, the discussion on elections is rather than uh, just focusing, because before you zoom in onto political change or influence or whatever and then therefore elections and you're zooming in too much i think you, and therefore you're zooming into the the leaf when before you should take a look at the forest first right so yeah. i see this as a part of change in general you know yep. trying to create change um and there's so many w- ways of doing that right there is the social level trying to change the the social meaning family relationships this kind of dynamics between spouses between kids and parents um then there is the the economics you know there is the the power of having um certain industries um that you kind of could have some kind of sway over there is the influence of the industry over politics there is one-to-one relationships dower there is you know so many things right there's business obviously as an influence so politics is only one side of of that kind of thing equation yeah but um i think you know looking at some stuff you know that i i'm seeing online regarding this election in the uk 
it's made me a bit more kind of positive about this idea of at least trying to make influence through politics. Um, mm. what, what are your thoughts? Um, for me, it's always been... I mean, we'll probably differ on this topic, because, but that's fine. But for me, it's always been like a very controversial area in mm-hmm. terms of voting. And mm. um, I feel like I can see both sides of the argument. What are the but, two sides? So or are there more than there's two one sides? Side, there's one side that I know anyway. These are the two sides that are probably the loudest that I know yeah. of, or at least I'm aware of. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a side that, that believes that... I think they both agree that democracy in its you know in its rawest form isn't part of the the deen or the sunnah right you know in terms of um what we have today mm. i think they both agree that as mm. far as i'm aware but i think mm. there's a, there's one side that 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 has come to not 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 blind opinion they've come through you know shuyukh that support this mm. um that through it because of this is where we this is this is the life these are the cards we sort of dealt with at the moment this is the only way yes. that leadership and change happens um that through it we try and seek either the lesser of two evils or what's better for the muslims as a whole mm-hmm. to reduce the harm upon the muslims mm. um and then there's there was also the side that that states well considering it isn't part of um our deen and and there is they make the argument that it could it could be classed as ruling by other than what Allah has legislated or something along mm. those lines. I'm really butchering this argument, by the way. Mm. It should be some. It should be you know something that you look into yourself for mm. the accurate sort of um, argument. Mm. But but because of that, it should be best be avoided. Um, and like for example, last time round, I voted because I was leaning more to the the first opinion. Right. Oh, really? Think, okay. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever said. Oh, that. This, is, this is getting juicy now. Okay. Yeah, last time round I did. Well, you voted um, more more times than I have. Then I've only voted once. <laughs> yeah, well, that's more once. than me. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I don't know. But I, I, I just thought I, I didn't. I didn't actually give it much thought. Okay. I because I never done. I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. Never voted before that. When was this? Was this four years ago or something? It must have been. I don't know. The last time this had happened, it feels mm. like it was four years ago. Mm. Um. I remember it, a lot of it was through, I think, like my sister was thinking of going to uni, and and there was a lot of manifestos. That, well, there was a you know a few manifestos that were talking about uni fees and all this other stuff. And my okay. mum was really interested in in you know making the situation for my sisters easier, like you know stu- avoiding student loans and all that, yes. all that sort of stuff. So I remember doing it then, but then I was I remember thinking like, oh, I've never really done that before. I didn't really look into it before I mm. did it. And I wasn't too sure that I'd done the right thing. Yeah, I know. Like, yes, one could argue that I did the right thing in terms of trying to change things for the Muslims the be- for the better. Yeah, but in an Islamic level, I didn't really. I wasn't confident in what I'd done. Right. You know? mm. And now this time round, in all honesty, I haven't had time to think about. You know what's actually being. I mean, I see it every now and again whenever I go online and stuff. The arguments mm. and the hysteria and mm. the, the scandals and all of that. But I don't think. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to be part of it whatsoever because okay. my argument at the moment, as it stands, and I haven't sat or spoken to anyone about this, but my argument as it stands, and people will get really angry about this and they might send some emails, <laughs> but it's like I don't feel like I am obligated to vote. Like I, And this expands further on. Like I think we can. there's plenty to do that is non-controversial 
in mm. terms of re- religiously that we can do to try and change our situations and change situations of those around us. Yeah, I think because voting is so con- like it's so dicey whether it's permissible or not. Mm. I feel like I'm safer not voting and then doing what I physically can myself mm. um, to change the situation mm. around me, as opposed to voting, risking my risking a big what one could argue is a big sort of deal in our yeah. religion to sort yeah. of hand over that authority to someone yeah. who isn't a Muslim and through a system that isn't Islamic mm. and then expect them to, to implement that change when mm. really one would argue that it's just the lesser of two evils mm-hmm. because although there are certain things in what, whoever's manifesto that appeal to you and may appeal to Muslims there's mm. also going to be a whole side to that coin that doesn't and yeah. Generally, it's it, it kind of comes down to a battle between the left wing and the right wing, mm-hmm. and we've spoken about these before. Like, yeah, there are loads of things that right wing politics is completely against Islam in, in, but mm-hmm. then actually, there's a lot of things that are quite, I wouldn't say aligned, maybe sometimes aligned, but sometimes more, you know, appealing for a Muslim to live in, like traditional mm-hmm. societal values or traditional mm-hmm. families or things mm-hmm. like that. Do you know what I mean? Does that does that right wing alignment? Um, apply in the UK because I agree with you in the US that seems to be the case but is it the case in the UK I don't know I haven't I wouldn't mm. know I wouldn't mm. know I'm, I'm saying that in terms of like a general sort of yeah because um, this could be applied worldwide you know yeah, like yeah. for example if you were to say right wing America mm. um, maybe that's an easier example to see because yeah you you may see more like we said more traditional um, yeah family structures family mm. like those are the mm. things that get promoted more yes um, yes and, and i think obviously i, faith I, I don't think we've seen i mean we are seeing it but i don't think we've seen like true uh deep left-wing politics flourish because mm. i think if we did yeah you know to a bigger we're seeing bits of it and parts of it for sure but i think if we saw more we're, then we'd start panicking again yeah start, agreed yeah that's and then true. we'd start voting for the opposite and yeah, we'd just be yeah. bouncing left and right all mm. the time so are you saying then that out of all these different ways we could try and implement change in the place we live, you're kind of going to just put the politi- political side, uh, the political part to the side for now? I think, yeah, I, I, for me, I, because I'm not, this is the thing, this is my argument. Mm. I believe that, I don't know, I don't know if I, it's difficult speaking about this because it's a, it's an area where if someone hasn't preceded you in making a statement, then it's too dangerous for you to even talk about it. Like if there isn't a scholar or someone of knowledge that can precede you, mm. then I'm just a layman talking nonsense, and yeah. no one should really take. What but what what are you thinking? Though? Because I'm, your opinion, my opinion, that nobody is saying by, that is back. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. This is Allah this is what some, a brother told me this recently. I can't remember who it was, mm. um, or where I heard it, or and it was quite poignant to me it mm. was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judges everyone based on the circumstances that they're in right yeah um, and if I was to get judged as uh, as someone who isn't involved in politics mm. then I would get judged based on on that as a layman who actually me throwing something into a hat isn't really big boy change or I'm not in a position where change can be made um you know, quite active. It's almost like playing a lottery, really, isn't it? Like you're just chucking your vote in and hoping for the best. And mm. actually, you're chucking in. You could argue you're chucking in part of your deen with that. What one could argue though is that maybe Allah will look at the situation of a Muslim politician a bit differently, right? Or someone who is put in a position mm. that 
there is a big amount of change. Position, one, position of more authority than the average exactly. person. Exactly. And yeah. those are the people that maybe, you know, uh, are. But what, what, once again, one could argue, well, it takes someone to make that choice to get more involved into politics, yeah, does, become yeah, an MP, and become yeah. this and that before those things happen. For mm. example, hypothetically speaking, like, you know, the mayor of London is Muslim. Yeah. Right. So maybe one could say, oh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, will judge his situation differently to my situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I don't, I'm not making a character judgment on his uh, his religiosity at all. But let's yeah. hypothetically, for the sake of argument, and this is purely for the sake of argument, let's say he wasn't a practicing Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say hypothetically he wasn't a practicing Muslim, but he's been put in that position mm-hmm. of you know you're the mayor of London. Whether he worked to it or he just found himself in it through fate, um, and then one day he wakes up and he wants to start being really serious about his religion. Yes, right? Does he then? Throw away that position of power mm. that he has, mm. you know, that power and influence mm. to be a practicing Muslim, or does he hold on to that position of power mm-hmm. and practice his faith and try and implement policies and whatever that are more beneficial for the Muslims because of it? Yeah. Do you understand? Yes. And this I mean, is this is something I think I, I, I find it hard to believe this is a, a modern phenomenon, right? Yeah. And I think. I think this is one of the most difficult parts of life when there is no direct hadith about it. There is no Quran ayah about it, right? It's it's simply taking principles from the Quran and Sunnah and taking the context you're in yeah. and making a judgment call, yeah. right? And just trying to be sincere and asking Allah for guidance. But in the end, it's a judgment call. Yeah. And, and that's very difficult, isn't it? Yeah. And and this is it, like, and this is why, when, when uh, people may say that I'm selfish, or may say, you know, anyone who who chooses not to engage in this sort of, I'm not saying like don't engage in politics. I'm mm. saying there's certain sort of aspects, like, for example, like the voting procedure. Okay. Right? But one would say, well, you're being selfish, you're not thinking about anyone else, right? Mm. In terms of the Muslim Ummah, mm. you're also. What sort of change are you going to enact if you don't engage with the system that this country runs by? Mm, that right? you've chosen to live in. That yeah. you've chosen to live in. And mm. I say chosen, like people say chosen. I didn't choose to be born here and have this citizenship. Yeah. You know, people could say, well, leave then. I was like, well, mm. everybody's situation isn't that simple. Of course. Um, yeah. And I think it's that's what we start watering down things very black and white. Like, you should vote or you should not. And if you don't, then this mm. is why. Like mm. I, I've I've learned to realize, especially now, like things are way more nuanced than I'd ever, I could have ever imagined. I was yeah. saying to my wife the other day, I said like I used to think so black and white, and I used to think so. I used to think that everybody thought the same, and if they didn't think the, if they didn't, if they used to think differently to what I believed was the truth, then they're doing it on purpose. They're like <laughs> yeah, being wrong on purpose. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, that's funny. I used to think that like I used to be convinced that people thought exactly like I did and if they made the wrong decision they were doing it on purpose mm. and there wasn't like that many outside and that just shows how immature I was mm. they're just like shunning the truth they're like I yeah, don't want to know shun- the truth <laughs> exactly I don't want to know yeah. the truth like yeah. I'd rather choose my desires yeah. Yeah. when actually obviously some so people many... do that but some people many. do yeah. some people do but actually yeah. I've learned that there's a lot more nuance to people's circumstances yes, yes. there's a lot more people haven't got the freedom of choice that everybody mm. else that and that's why alhamdulillah made. we know that yani Allah is, is just and mm. we, that's why alhamdulillah you know we're judged by our circumstances and 
every thought that goes through our mind, Allah knows, you know, and that's and why that's, what, that's a big that's, relief, isn't it? That's what satisfies me in my decision. Mm. Um, and, and I'm sure the same thing will satisfy someone who makes a, a different decision. To yeah, me, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but what satisfies me in my decision is that, you know, I could say to myself, Muhammad, you don't, you don't really follow politics deeply. You know, mm. you're not engaged like that. Mm. For you to start voting mm. just because everybody else is telling you to mm. isn't really sincere enough. Okay. Do you truly believe that the person, like, this is it, isn't it? Do you truly believe that things are going to be better? If you vote for X Y Z person and they were to win, hmm. do you truly believe? Would you risk? Would you put your the question of you know whether it's permissible or not on the line to yeah. make that choice? Hmm. Do you understand? Hmm. Um, and I can't, I can't, hmm. I just can't find it in myself to make that argument. Yeah. I can't find it in myself to do something that isn't necessarily obligated hmm. upon me to do. Hmm. Like if I was to vote and it was it was impermissible, mm-hmm. then. You know, on Yom Al-Qiyamah, if I'm mm. questioned about it, mm. wouldn't the safer option been? Because if I don't vote, I have got. Mm. I'm pretty certain if I don't vote, mm. Allah's not going to hold me accountable for that. Especially if I'm trying to do things for for the for the human race to better the human, you know, to better the Ummah, to better the situation, to live my life according mm. to the Sunnah, doing other to things, do those yeah. things. Do you know what mm. I mean? Mm. I don't believe. I strongly don't believe that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will judge me for not voting mm. in a mm. in a democratic mm. election. You know, yeah. but but it's the risk of doing so and then have, having to be questioned. Mm. And the bottom line is, none of us, none of us wants to be questioned about a single thing. Mm. All of us want to be able to go into Jannah with no with no questioning whatsoever. Like that's mm. the dream. Oh, and there's okay. only a certain amount of people that will be admitted into to Jannah like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be able. I don't mm. want to be in any position where I have to qu- be questioned about anything I've done because mm. just the thought is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And and if anybody's ever been into court or been to a courtroom. It's a small, 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 minuscule taste of that sort of, that sort of, um, mm, you know, you could have done that, like, you know, when I went to court, I'd done nothing wrong, by the way. Like, I was I was going to court as a, quote unquote, like a victim, right, where okay. I was assaulted. Um, and I say assaulted, it wasn't, it's just, it's just, you know, when people put their hands on you in the mm. UK, it's cast as like an assault. Mm. <laughs> But you're just like a that. big softy, aren't you, bro? Yeah, but the thing is, someone else <laughs> witnessed it, right? Someone else okay. witnessed it. Yeah. Now I gave a statement. I yeah. I went up to the judge, uh, to the magistrate, sorry, and I said, you know, this is what happened, blah blah blah, and he pushed me uh, with his right arm, mm. right? And then, sweet, that was me done, kind of thing. I was like, mm. okay, blessed. Then the other the other person came in who witnessed it and he said, yes, yes, I saw him. He pushed him with two arms like this, putting mm. both his arms forward. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm lying because he yeah. said two, two arms and I said one arm. It's yeah. the end of the world. Like I was freaking out because I thought, yeah. oh my God, what if they think I'm lying, blah, blah, Now, you know, obviously magistrate was like, yeah, fine. Okay, they found the, the guy guilty, okay. right? But that was something so tiny. It was something mm. minuscule. And I was yeah. I was telling the truth. You know, from what mm. I believed, for what I, you know, I wasn't mm. adding or taking away anything. I said what had happened, mm. but I was still freaking out, despite the fact that it's a, you know, I'm surrounded with human beings here. It's just a, it's a, yeah. it's a tiny, tiny case. It's nothing major. So imagine that applied to your dunya, or you know, applied to the judgment of your dunya and whether you're going to Jannah or Jahannam. Like, yeah, just the questioning, a, bro, is insane. That's a big point. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, like. And something I've been thinking about a lot lately is if I can't find a decent excuse now, then what 
what what's my you know what am i mm. going to say then that's you know? a good way of thinking about it yeah like, like preparing your excuses now this is yeah. it and for this but this particular thing yeah it's the same with anything like there's there's obviously um contingencies in place for extreme circumstances you know like for example riba for example a lot of the ulama that drop fatwa about riba obviously being haram will say like you if you have to take a loan out like it's a life or death situation or you're you're forced to or it, you know things like this yes then there's a there's a ruhsa for that sort of thing yeah but so I, I I judge even emergency situations like that. Like I look at there have been times where I've had emergency situations where I've had to make decisions that I wouldn't normally make without them, you know. And I, I think, oh my god, Yom Al Qiyam, I'm going to be asked about this. Was this really a, an emergency? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can I really justify what I've just done? Yeah. And it's things like this, bro. And mm. I don't think people. I think, and this might be a controversial thing to say, but I think. We are thinking way too dunya focused. We're thinking the dunya is our everything when we mm. make decisions like this mm. about, oh, we need to better our dunya and we're going to do it through voting for this and that and, mm. or, or bending the rules of Islam a little bit mm. here and there or whatever. But it's just dunya. Mm. It is just dunya. So you're bending your akhirah mm. for a little bit of, for a slice of mm. the dunya pie. Mm. And I know that's a controversial thing to say. And I'm not saying that people need to take what I've just said as what should mm, be done the only way I'm, yeah i'm just saying that this is how mm. i think mm. yeah and yeah. this is why i hesitate mm. and this is know? this is a bit of a meta moment now because uh you know you know in, re- in reference to the last episode i think yeah. it's very very good that okay i'm just stepping back now i'm just commenting on what you're saying right so you've been Go speaking you've been speaking about you know your stance and what you think is right and all of that yep. and what you've been saying is a few things very important that allows dialogue to happen between yep. people that disagree. So yep. firstly, you acknowledge that there are multiple opinions and yep. you've kind of validated them, right? Yep. Uh, it, it, and there are there are multiple opinions from real scholars, yeah? So that's yep. that's good. You've, you've acknowledged there are multiple opinions. So that's the first thing that stops people just bashing heads nonstop without any understanding. The second thing is you're saying that you're being clear, Yanni, that you, you're not really comfortable with one of those two two opinions. The third is you are saying that I see this from my conclusion is I'm more comfortable with this and I'm going to do this. But you're like, I can also understand how other people would go the other way. Yeah. yeah. So all these things put together, I think they come to produce beneficial, productive discussion uh, and yeah. even disagreement and even debate and even argument. Um but it's like positive and it's like, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. imagine you came and you said, look, um, I, don't, I don't believe really in voting. I don't think it's useful. I don't think it's worth the risk and this and that. And anyway, there's no other scholars, real scholars that have an opinion that you can vote. Yeah. You get it. That would yeah. just shut down the whole conversation. And I mean, it's just not true, you know. And that's yeah. why it, it's very difficult to discuss nearly anything with people who only think there are like 10 scholars in the whole world, you know, because yeah. you can't get beyond the thing. It's like, it's the same reason you can't really have these kind of discussions with Shia because they're like, oh, Sahih Bukhari? Oh no, that's like narrated by Abu Huraira, a lot of those hadith and so yeah, like, yeah, So you're not even, like, you're not even on the same wavelength Spectrum. whatsoever. Like yeah. they're on like FM and you're on AM, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I just that's like it's, it's some good points to take from there. Um, now, I, I, me personally, 
I think I thought about this topic, you know, maybe it was four years ago. Maybe there was, I think I was in the UK and there was elections or maybe there were local elections even. And I was yeah. kind of thinking about this and I think there was some discussion online about it. And um, I remember seeing much more two-sidedness to it then. But now maybe it's because just what I'm exposed to. It seems like the overwhelming majority of people are like, yeah, why would voting be haram kind of thing, right? Right. Um, but anyway, regardless of that, um, I have actually have got come to a point where I can't even I can't even remember why it would be haram to vote. <laughs> yeah. So um, can you remember? Like, because um, I'm because, just I'm actually just lost now. Because I haven't looked into the arguments since last time. Hmm. Like I've seen thumbnails of videos. Okay. If you know what I mean, um, and that's all I've mm. sort of yeah. seen, and yeah. and that that's enough to let mm. me know, like, okay, there's two different sides. There are some different opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I and, think, uh, you know, um, I think you know what's interesting. Yeah, is breaking down democracy because mm. democracy is actually multi. There's multiple elements to democracy, and we could say, if we're being honest, we could say some of it. Uh, directly opposes yani, what Allah and his messenger brought yeah. and some of it is literally mubah right and uh, uh, you know I'm not I'm, I'm trying to always only pull from what I've heard like real scholars say right but we're mm. just as an academic exercise whether you're discussing permissibility or not just as an academic exercise everybody will know the, there's different elements to democracy there is lawmaking there is mm. voting there is parliament that or even like civil rights, civil liberties, or whatever it is, freedom of speech, these are all elements of democracy, yeah? Mm. And you could say, for example, um, giving uh, people the ability to legislate regardless of what Allah and His Messenger have, have revealed, yani, you could say this is clear shirk, mm. yeah? Um, you could say that. I'm sure maybe most people or all people would agree with that part, right? So that's one element where we could say yes. Uh, that's that's shirk, right? Because only Allah has the has the right to legislate in the areas that Allah has legislated. As for the areas Allah has not legislated, like the traffic rules, yeah, then yeah. that's that's for human judgment, right? Um, but now there's the other other element of elections, right? So it's it's just a bit tr- puzzling for me, a bit tricky for me to understand how elections themselves are shirk, right? Or mm. or is anything wrong with them? Because it's like if if we come together you know there's there's 20 people in a football team and we vote on the captain is that now haram mm. or does it only become haram because we're picking a politician what what makes picking a politician different mm. to picking uh picking a, a captain of football team mm. i think this is why like these that's, this question in particular would have to be taken back to someone of knowledge someone mm. maybe from both sides of the, mm. the argument well i as a as a humble layman um i think we can't both of us can't deny that there's a huge scholars that have said that it's impermissible um and although uh, although yeah one would argue just taking their word for it that's sort of what we do as laymen when it comes to these sort of topics mm. because we like i said we can see both sides of the argument like i could see why someone would say we need to actually try and engage and implement change right? yeah yeah. It's the same with like protests and, and things like that. Yeah, there are, there's a side to not protesting, there's a side to protesting. Mm. Um but I've noticed that it's more nuanced than that 
first you need to define what a protest is. Yes. You know? This is when... Re- this is when you actually need people with their heads screwed on who mm-hmm. everybody knows when you write an essay or uh yeah an essay you define your terms yep yeah or when you have a legal document what what's what's special about legal documents or contracts is that they are binding yeah. right and so you have to be very careful with every word right that's why they start yeah. the document by defining the terms and this is a way to have a, a proper discussion rather than one guy saying democracy he means elections the other guy saying oh no democracy i meant uh legislating in the place of allah mm. you know it's like two different yeah. things yeah so you're right well, there's, there's, yeah there's maybe, a lot yeah, there's a lot yeah. to it i mean there's also the angle that mm. you know we could go to uh I wouldn't say an extreme, but like mm. a far far on one side, there's the mm. argument like, well, you're not even you're a Muslim in a non-Muslim country. Mm. Um, why are you like? Why are you even there? Like, if yes, you, do you understand that, what yeah. I mean? That's what um, I was gonna bring up, bro. Because I was I was looking into this topic because I got I was I was reading a lot of stuff from Islam Twenty One C about the the topic of elections. Right, they're really really pushing for people to register, like Muslims to register and get uh-huh. involved. Right, and Honestly, the arguments are very, very convincing what they're bringing, okay? And um, and I start thinking, okay, like, what is the other side of it and stuff like that? And, yeah. and anyway, I looked at I was like, okay, what, what, what does Mufti say about this? Because Mufti is often the most balanced guy I can ever, you know, think of when I'm thinking about these things, right? Uh-huh. So what does, so Mufti, um, in this video, he was, someone asked him actually about joining the US Army, right? Okay, I said, what's yeah, the yeah, ruling yeah. on that? Yeah. He's like, well, I think the ruling on joining the U.S. Army is the same as the ruling on uh, paying taxes and voting. And, you know, so I thought it was a very interesting thing. It's like you're in the system. And this is this is what kind of really stuck the point home for me is that he's like, "Um, you're going to live in this country. Yeah. You don't have plans to leave the country. You're going to get a job in the country you're going to make money from the country you're going to walk through the streets with so much haram in sight you're going to walk past betting shops you're going to you're going to pay your taxes you're going to um do all this stuff right you're going to obey all the laws that are there but then when it comes to trying to have a positive influence on that system that you're living in and you're not about to leave oh no now now it's too much Mm. so that made a lot of sense to me it's like Mm. you you're here since you're here Surely you can't just sit down and, and say, look, I am not going to have any positive influence on this society at the political mm-hmm. level whatsoever. Surely that doesn't make sense. And that, that mm-hmm. really uh, that really convinced me, to be honest. Mm. I, my angle of it is, mm. well, I don't know. My, my perspective is like we, I'm fully open to being sort of argued against, by the way. Like that's one thing I want to say. But my point of view is like, essentially, we're here, really and truly, we should be here for dawah, right? Yeah, officially, um, that officially. argument has been forgotten, in it. That yeah, <laughs> and even if, but even as even if I was a revert, British yeah. Muslim, like you know, English, you know, family is English and all of that, and I've decided to become Muslim. Mm. That's like that's the the that's the um, sort of. Uh, what's the word like storyboard i like to picture myself in mm. because i think we're very quick to as you know as people with with our or north african heritage or you know muslim families that have come from abroad 
it's very easy for us to say, "Oh yeah, why am I even here? I should go." Yeah, you know, I shouldn't be here, or because you always feel you always felt like an outsider a bit anyway, mm-hmm. and it's easy to fall back on that. But for someone that isn't, yeah, someone that was born here, everything's here, all of their history is here, and suddenly mm. they become Muslim. Mm. What what's going through their mind? Like, oh, mm. do I not vote anymore? Okay, but what do I? What is the future of these people here? Yes, it's easy for me to abandon these people here mm. because these people here don't mean anything to me in that sense. They're mm. not like my Muslim brothers and sisters. You know, yes, they are potential Dawa candidates. I know it sounds really horrible, <laughs> but yeah, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But they are essentially the non-Muslims, and if if it's getting harsh for me to practice my religion here, then mm. I should just leave, right? Mm. But mm. then one who is more inclined to you know they have a history here or it could even be someone like me but sees a future of islam here yes right then that's what one could say mm. oh well we need to make this place more uh, yeah. uh you know better for muslims but what is the long term the yeah. long term the long term isn't thought about that much i feel like the long term for a lot of people is we want to live here and, and that's about it we want to live here and this is going to be controversial, but we want to live here and we mm. want to continue living under people that uh, continue living under non-Muslims. Mm-hmm. We'll get a change for that which suits us, but we want to, we want to continue living under non-Muslims. Mm. Like no matter where you are, no matter where you are, whether it's Europe, America, uh, the UAE, North Africa, wherever, you would want as a Muslim, ideally, to live under Muslim rule, under Muslim mm-hmm. laws, under whatever. Yes. That's, that's, that should be the bread and butter of yeah. what we desire for ourselves yeah. and our families, right? Mm. And you so, should believe in your bones that that is actually the best thing exactly. for everyone exactly. as well. Yeah, Exactly. Mm. But by voting and being part of the political system here, is that what your end goal is? Mm. This is what I've always wondered. I've always wondered, like, can you realistically say to yourself that even if it was to take like thousands of years... Would you want, uh, you know, people are going to take this the wrong way, but I'll say it how it is. Would you want England, the UK, to be a Muslim country? Like, mm. would you want that for the Muslim people? Because if you come to, if you're coming with the vision that Islam is a liberation and yes. a cure for all the ailments of the society, yeah. right? This is the solution to every, to the world's problems. Mm. Do you want Islam for this country? Do you mm. want Islam to grace this country? Yeah. Right? And or, here? yeah. Or do you want to, live amongst non-Muslims, ruled by non-Muslims, ruled by man-made laws, and it's just, that, it's just that the non-Muslims like you. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's I, more I of a this, dunya kind of outcome, isn't it? Yeah, and, and this is what yeah. I feel. And, 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 you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, and forgive me if people say that, oh, you haven't thought about... You know, I want to know. I want to... Obviously, I'm not part of the... Yeah. I've clearly positioned myself yeah. into a, uh, the side that maybe it's better off not voting. But for those that do and mm. strongly feel about it, is that their long-term goal? Mm. Because if it's, that's not your long-term goal, then what is the point? Mm. That's my argument. What mm. is the point of you moving some chess pieces on the, on the, on the chessboard if mm. all the chess pieces are non-Muslim and they're always going to be that way? And you know what I mean? The board itself is always going to be non mm. islamic Unless your thought process is, yeah, I'll do this, but inshallah one day mm. through steps... Mm. This world, this country can be graced with with, mm. with um, Do you understand? It mm. remi- it, it kind of feel, This is how I feel about it. Like, imagine you know the the, the muhajirin that went to um, to uh, Ethiopia mm-hmm. in, during the seal of the Prophet right? Mm. But imagine if democracy lived there and then. Yeah. Right? So they've gone there. Suddenly, whilst they're there, hypothetically speaking, 
they're going to decide new leadership. Hmm. Would the Sahaba at that time hmm. got involved in those leadership sort of, you know, through democracy? Would they have done that? Hmm. They may have engaged with them in hmm. da'wah and conversation because they want Islam for these people, hmm. which is what they did. They spoke to the king and they gave the king da'wah and they told the king about Islam. Yeah. Right? But their vision wasn't, I'm going to live here under the king forever. That's not what they wanted. Yeah. It they was wanted, temporary. It was out of necessity. Yeah, it was out of necessity. Yeah. And they, also, wanted the, they wanted the king to become yeah. Muslim. They wanted the yeah. people to be Muslim. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and well, actually, they didn't go there. They didn't go there as, you could say, lowly people. And yeah. they didn't go there um, like to, to get like a job or whatever. Mm. Like what I mean is that they went there under a pact. Yeah, yep. as far as I know, they went yep. there because the king agreed that I know you guys are Muslims. I know what you believe in, and I'm willing to protect you here in my place. Yeah, and it, the, the difference between that and the, the you know the modern context is that it was like okay, these Muslims are going to come to the UK. Maybe mm. we don't even know too much about what they believe. We don't know the man what the manifestation of these people's beliefs actually looks like, but it's like oh, we need cheap labour. It's like asylum seekers. Yeah. So it's a completely know. different thing. Like, okay, fine. I guess we'll let you in because we colonize your country and we need cheap labor. Versus yeah. like, okay, I know what you guys are about and I'm willing to protect you here in my country. Yeah. That is different, isn't it? And, and this is it. I think, mm. you know, and forgive me if I'm wrong or generalizing, mm. but I want, I do want to know if this is what people, mm. does it cross people's mind? What mm. I've just said, the people that do engage in voting and stuff. Mm. If your end goal is one day, I want, I would love, you know, genuinely and sincerely, I want to be ruled by Muslims. I want to be ruled by Muslims. And, and if I was to stay here, I would love Islam to flourish and grace and bless these people. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I, I must emphasize that because People who aren't, you know, too familiar with Islam or maybe listening to this out of the blue, they're going to think that we're just talking about takeovers. No, we're talking about a mercy and a charity to the people. We're mm. talking about this will liberate the, the hearts and minds of people. It would, yeah. it will, it will um, fix mm. the societal problems that are everywhere. Mm. Do you understand? Like, whether surely... it's homelessness or drug abuse or whatever. Like, yeah. this is what we believe. This is what we believe. We're talking about the mm. true implementation. It's the best of the thing. Yeah, it's the best yeah. thing you could have. Yeah. So, do is that what we want? Mm. Mm. In terms of legislatively, mm. not just in practice. Oh, mm. I'm going to give more charity, and people are mm. going to start. We talk about legislatively because that has been forgotten everywhere. And the bottom line is, Achi, mm. whether it's the UK, mm. America, Algeria, mm. Tunisia, mm. Morocco, wherever, on paper they're all being ruled by democracy. But why is mm. it in Algeria and Tunisia, where we're from, mm. we say, oh, we would love the Sharia to be here, mm -hmm. right? But why, why why can't we say that here? They're both being ruled by you know hypothetically the same sort of system, mm. whether that's implemented the same way or not. But on paper, they're both meant to be democratic sort of governments, mm. right? Well, so, I don't know though because it is slightly different. Because in Algeria, for example, many of the laws are based, or maybe all the laws don't go against the Sharia. Mm. Although then, maybe would, that's what, not what true. Actually, yeah. okay, maybe I don't know too much about Algerians. Mm. In all honesty, I was using that as an example. Yeah, but. Let's say hypothetically speaking, a lot of Muslim countries, yeah, not even hypothetical, a lot of mm. Muslim countries are yeah. on paper they say they're they're, they're, dem they're democratic, right? They're, yeah, but they may be you could argue, or, and I, this is not my argument because yeah, I, go for I, it. I don't really. You could argue that just because you say you're a democracy, it doesn't mean your laws are against Sharia. You could have full Sharia laws mm. and mm. laws. That, you could be like, look, I 
I'm coming here, uh, whoever the, the leader, the ruler of the country is, yeah? They'd be like, yeah. look, every single law must be in line with the Sharia, yeah? Yeah. But on top of, but, but as well as that, I'm going to uh, set it up as a democracy. Sort of, or, yeah, you could, you could apply the same thing to monarchies. So there's monarchies yeah. that exist now. So you could that, say that it's like constitutional monarchy, maybe. Yeah, where yeah, it's like, yeah. whoever rules this country like whoever can anyone can rule it we're going to pick them by voting whatever but they are limited by the sharia they're not allowed to set any rules do anything which is against this constitution which is the sharia right and this is a long discussion anyway i, I don't feel course, really full, course, fully qualified to get into it but it's an interesting um angle uh because yeah. i think maybe a, a lot of what me and you have come up thinking is that democracy is kind of the opposite of sharia but I mean, there are people who, who argue that it doesn't necessarily have to clash. Mm. Um, I'm p- not on a, in a religious sense, but in a practical sense, I don't feel like democracy is a good way of ruling because um, if we give everyone equal vote, well, people's opinions aren't equally good, are they? Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. prefer a kind of thing where it's like the most, the smartest, um, smartest, but also concerned for the, for the state of the people. Those mm. people have a say. So I guess that's like a parliament, yeah. but like a legit parliament. I um, I, yeah. I come from the angle, and, and you know, this isn't mm. to come from the holier-than-thou angle whatsoever. Mm. And I think some people do get offended when this argument is put out there. Mm. But just this is just my sincere opinion. Is like mm. it's the same way when we pray istikhara and we go and do something. Like mm. I strongly believe that it's so murky for me mm-hmm. and so messy for me that. All I can think about is trying to be the best Muslim I can be, mm. being the best I can be to those around me, mm. and making dua to Allah to rectify situations and make situations better. Yeah. And I have full faith and conviction that if we're sincere, and mm. the key is sincerity, mm-hmm. if we're sincere mm. and we do what we believe is right, mm. then Allah will rectify the situation around us. Because that's mm. the most simple sort of um, simple sort of uh, sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa taala that we we're taught. Is that you rectify yourself, and that then people will be rectified. Yeah. Like you change yeah. yourself, and the thing, mm. and that that's all I can. When it comes to things like this, this is all I can think about because my one action mm-hmm. doesn't change myself. Like me voting, mm. uh, you know, me going there and risking things doesn't mm. do much for myself in terms of my dean or my spirituality or improve me in any way. Yeah. Okay? But me going and increasing my knowledge or increasing my ibadah or fasting mm. or whatever it could be, mm. right, or increasing charity, etc., that changes me for the better. And that should, based on Allah's promise, change mm. the people for the better. And that's more guaranteed for mm. me. But that's I don't know, bro. I don't know if that's the... But it's not about it's not I about don't know that. if that's the way I'm of... Saying, yeah. I'm saying that that leads to things that are beyond what we would even imagine in terms of, yeah. of guidance. But I think you're, you're saying that Good actions are only the listed ibadat. No, 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 no. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to limit it to that. I'm okay. just an example. But I'm saying because you could argue, for example, that let's say it could go either way. So by voting, yep. you could be doing your duty of nehian and munkar, for example. Yeah, hmm. or by not voting, abstaining from voting because you believe it's wrong, you could be avoiding. Following the hadith of avoiding the the doubtful matters. But do you know what? And here's another thing. This yeah. is a counter to that. Mm. Although you're tenhi alan munkar in one aspect, yeah. there are other aspects. No matter who you vote for, yeah. you're increasing the munkar in. 
because this is what the argument was. Yeah, that's, that's are, an argument. But what, I'm, I'm saying either way, whatever you do, yeah. as long as so so voting to, to with the intention of Nehyan and Munkar, will will yeah. that not is that not a good deed? It is, but it it, yeah. it cancels itself out. Yeah, but with, wait, I, I forget the outcome, right? I'm oh, just right. talking about intention here. Yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. you do, if yeah. you do Nehyan and Munkar, this you, is what I was saying. If yeah. you're sincere, and this yeah. is what what goes back to. What but I that's what I'm saying, bro. Is that doing a good deed increases your iman, which yeah. rectifies your state, right? No matter which way you go, as long as you're I, doing good deeds and your intention is good and you're sincere, yeah. and this is, I, that I, is I rectifying just, your state. I'm just not convinced about the intention. This yeah, is that's fine. That's fine. Earlier, I think yeah. earlier I was trying to narrow down, saying mm. that if you sincerely have mm. the same long-term vision that mm. all Muslims should have with regards mm. to how they should be. Um, how they should live, yeah. right? Then, and this is why I said that there's two opinions, and I think both have their valid arguments. If mm. you sincerely believe that doing that and voting, mm. etc., is the right way forward, mm. and your end goal is the same as mine in mm. terms of wanting, to, then you do you. Yeah, you know. And honestly, because I, I believe that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is going to judge you based on your sincere belief, mm. right? Mm. Me, my sincere belief isn't there. That, yeah. but I but I have full faith and conviction that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is is um, uh, what's the word is just. Yeah. So, do you understand? But when, yeah. but but the, the 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 bottom line is, and the reality is, and if we we're trying to input some realism into this into this argument, is that yeah, no, it's never going to be the case where a hundred percent of Muslims living in the West will vote. Right. Mm. So there's always going to be two camps, no matter how you know till the end of time. Mm. I believe that there's always going to be two camps, mm. and I'm just going to have to be part of the camp that doesn't at this stage, unless obviously mm. my opinion changes. Yeah. But to and I think this is what I don't like about either side is like, yes, present your arguments. Yeah. Right. Um, but try like excommunicating people because they've clearly come to a conclusion based on evidence yeah. or based on logical up. opinion or yeah. whatever. It's just a bit silly. Mm. Yeah. You know? This is. I mean, this is a matter. Clearly, it's a matter of ishtihad because you have scholars on either side, each bringing evidence, this and that. Mm. And you know we know the principle is uh, you can't do inkar. You can't um, what's the, what's inkar in English? Um, Excommunicate or no, no. You can't condemn. You can't oh, yeah, condemn th- when there's a difference of opinion. You can't condemn the other people following the other opinion. Yeah. As long as it's obviously valid difference of opinion, you can't say you guys are doing X Y Z because they're following proof still. And it's a yeah. matter of it's, it's not like they're going against something which there's ijma or anything like that. So so yeah. But um, just going back to this point of rectifying yourself, that's what I think we need to look at it in a broader way, right? So mm. some ways of rectifying yourself is saying a hundred istighfar a day. Of course. Yeah? One another way is is fasting. Another way is holding your tongue when you're frustrated with your parents. Yeah. But equally, a way of rectifying yourself is when you're in a business meeting and they're trying to push you on the terms of the contract, and you're, yeah. you're and you decide to be a bit generous and you give it you give it let it go their way. Yeah, this is yeah. equally rectified because this is this is following principles from the Sunnah, Annie, of for mm. example generosity. For example, uh, Allah uh, shades uh, seven. Uh, no, it's not one of the seven, but. Um, I think uh, what's the hadith, man? It's about the man who is easygoing when buying and selling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a great reward for him. I don't think it's one of the seven under the shade of Allah, right? Um, 
you know so that's a way of rectifying yourself yeah. um so the it's it's much broader than just uh what i i think shahitham said it very well where he said there's listed ibadat yani there are things that allah says to do clearly like in the quran or in the of sunnah course. and then there is the application of broader principles in life as you're going through life so yeah. listed ibadat or acts of worship is not the only way to rectify you know and i think we need to look at it in a very broad way you know mm. no so of it's, course it's, and, it, and a lot uh, of it is based on intentions that's why actions are judged yeah by yeah intentions. and a lot of the time as well like we like you were saying it's like you might um, start making, uh, let's say, uh, movies, yeah? Like, I, mm. uh, I think I listened to an interview with Buna Muhammad, okay. you know, the, the poet. And he's getting into making movies and stuff. And, you know, he really believes this is very important and it's it's good in all ways, whether it's for Muslims to give them reminders or, I don't know, um, alternative entertainment or whatever, right? Um, and some people might look down on that because it's not something listed in the Qur'an, Right. But like you said, like based on his mighty intention and his personal belief that it will have a really big impact, positive impact, yeah. then like he's doing him, right? Like me and you might not be convinced that that's a good way of investing money and time. Yeah. But he does, right? So, you know, what I mean, um, there's, there's, this is an area where because it's not written black and white in the Quran, we might have different views on if it's actually useful, mm. you know, you know, uh, useful uh, investment of time or money or whatever but it's it's that's why it's like opt it's like me and you we're doing this podcast like i'm sure people think the podcast might be a waste of time and stuff so it's it's a lot of different uh, uh views on well stuff. they won't know it's a waste of time unless they're wasting time listening to it bro <laughs> that's the problem isn't it? good point good point um yeah i think you know i'm not trying to belittle sins or uh, you know all sins should be avoided but i think with this like think obviously the term shirk gets thrown around and, and mm. what if this could be that and mm. those things scare me man <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. why like a lot of people don't want to risk it man yeah yeah um, the thing is th- this is what i think yeah so the, i guess my problem in the whole discussion is i i'm literally blanking on why it's why it's haram like i i get i understand the general point of getting involved in um uh, a system that um allows uh, people to make laws that oppose Allah's law. I understand that general point, but I just don't understand how by voting I'm actually getting involved in that. But anyway, so, right? Should I, should I just yeah. briefly? Here's one. Okay. It's, it says in Al Mausu' Al Mausu'at Al Adyan Al Madahib Al It's written in, in English characters which is why it's confusing me mm. but it says undoubtedly the democratic system is one of the modern forms of shirk in terms of obedience and following or, or legislation as it mm-hmm. denies the sovereignty of the creator and his absolute right to issue laws and ascribe that right to human beings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says interpretation of the meaning you do not worship besides him but only names which you have forged you and your fathers for which Allah has sent down no authority the command mm-hmm. of the judgment is for none but Allah he has commanded that you worship none but him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the true straight religion, but mm-hmm. most men know not. Mm. Um, uh, let me just read a little bit more in terms of excerpts. Oh wait, there's a detailed. Um, 
Democracy is a system that is contrary to Islam because it gives the power of legislation to the people or to those who represent them, such mm. as members of parliament. Instead of to based, Allah, yeah. Yeah, based on that, in democracy, legislative authority is given to someone other than Allah, may he be exalted. Rather, it is given to the people and their deputies, and what matters is not their consensus, but the majority. Mm. Thus, what the majority agree upon becomes laws that are binding on nation, yeah. even if it's contrary to common sense, religious teachings, or reason. Mm. In these systems, legislation has been promulgated allowing abortion same-sex marriage and usurious interest yeah the rulings of sharia have been abolished and fornication adultery and the drinking of alcohol permitted in fact this system is at war with islam and its followers mm. um and obviously it goes on and on and on yeah. and, and all you need to do is to google yeah voting slash haram or yeah yeah and there's other yeah. stuff is it permissible yeah. to vote for careful mm. to seem to be less evil um mm. A lot of these are on Islam Q&A, for example, and there's mm. other sites that are available. Mm. Um, but, you know, whether you take whatever opinion, yeah. even to, 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 to read that, it's like, whoa, mm. do I, is it worth the risk? <laughs> you mm. know? Um, and that's, you know, that's sort of like where I'm at. But mm. there's a lot of things. Like, I'm trying to think of something that may seem, like, I, I'm trying to think of a situation where I've faced a fatwa like that, and I've chosen the opposite. Yeah. Like, the not not chosen the opposite on purpose. I mean, like there's two different opinions. Yes. One of them is saying it's just so bad. Look how bad yeah. it is. And you've and gone with like the more risky one. Yeah. yeah. And I can't think yeah. of anything mm. like that. Yeah, that's um, that's true. And that that's a difficult place to go with the more risky one. Mm. I guess the, I, like the Prophet said, yeah. you know, in regards to the grey areas of the religion. Yeah. Avoid to them, avoid yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? that, that's yeah. That's that's the principle to follow, and that's. When these things come up where it's like grey area, you've got the, the overarching principle from the Prophet. Yeah. Like a key a key hadith. Um I guess It all comes you know, down to the obligation, it, bro. It all comes yeah. down to obligate for me at least, mm. that's my ultimate saying. Like I, as long as I know that I'm not obligated to vote, mm. then I don't think I will. Mm. Because I could I could and one could say, Oh, you're gonna suffer the consequences, etc. Maybe I will Mm. I'll die knowing that I didn't do anything that mm. do you understand like I yeah. could be questioned about. But, yeah. I guess as opposed to dying with that on my mm. shoulders and being mm. like, Oh, what if I am questioned mm. about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you see like like I literally just mentioned the hadith about avoiding grey grey areas. Yeah, yeah. Doubt, <laughs> doubtful matters, right? Uh, the thing is, just from my personal understanding, it's actually not even a grey area, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Because what you read in terms of obviously we haven't like done deep research, thing, yeah, yeah, we haven't done that. The thing is, what what you read, I I can fully see that it makes hundred percent sense. Like obviously, who am I to argue with it? It just yeah. seems like it's being applied to the decision between man-made laws and laws of Allah. Yeah, and that you can say it's clear cut. Uh, if you pick man-made laws over Allah's laws, that's that's clear now, very clear. Yeah. No no doubt there. No doubt there. But we're talking about a situation where you're either going to live in the system ruled by these laws and not vote, or you're going to be living in the system ruled by the laws and vote. You get it? So that's yeah, why... Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, this yeah, is a bit... Uh, I'm, I'm open, bro. I mean, I'm sitting here uh, pretty much leaning a bit towards the side of voting, but yet yeah. I'm not voting. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. maybe that's but, showing how uh, much of a... Loser, that I might am. be different if you were in the UK. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be, I think know, if I was in the UK, big, it'd be different. Yeah, you'd have to make a big trip. Yeah, uh, whilst otherwise you mm. could just walk down but, the road. You know, within the 
within the camp of you should vote, there is the discussion, and I think it's a valid discussion, of the effectiveness of voting. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's a that's a, a whole discussion in and of itself. Like, okay, hypothetically, if there was to be positive impact from voting, that's one thing. But it's it, it's actually a discussion itself of is it impactful? Is it positive? You know, so that's a, that's a whole thing as well. Yeah. And that's again where different opinions are going to come out of it. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, I mean, yeah. there's a, there's one thing I, I didn't even touch on is that you are voting essentially for two people that aren't Muslim. And they're mm-hmm. not going to have Islam as their primary agenda. So mm. yeah, one one side of the argument is well, you're voting for the lesser of two evils. Mm. Uh, uh, but then the other side is like, well, uh, for every for every evil that you vote against, mm-hmm. there's something good that is getting lost, you know. Or so, do you mm. know what I mean? Like for every Could be, yeah. it goes back to the left wing, left wing, mm. right wing argument again. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know. I think, yes, bro, if you're we interested, can practice yeah. our religion mm. freely, but then there's also way more things that we don't want. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, bro, if you're interested, I can explain a point that I found quite convincing from Islam 21C, yeah? Go on then. So they were basically saying that the, the whole concept of voting and why they're pushing people to vote is nothing to do with the agenda of the candidates or the, the parties. Yeah, okay. they're like, oh, one day Labour says this, we love Muslims. One day Conservative love Muslims, whatever. Yeah, they're like that. Literally, doesn't matter. Yeah, they're like the whole thing is that you vote, and bit by bit, as more Muslims vote, all of the parties start seeing the numbers of Muslims voting, and they're like, oh, this is actually a, a sizable part of the population right. who can actually swing the vote in our favor in certain uh, constituencies okay oh. so now they start thinking huh like well, literally we don't care about muslims we might even hate muslims right but these guys can win us the vote in these key cities or whatever so maybe we need to start appeasing them a bit and you can right. see how if you if you if muslims voted over 50 years 30 years whatever and they start to become get the reputation of okay muslims vote right then you start to you start to get the politicians to start thinking. Look, like we don't even like these Muslims; they're so annoying, this and that. But the <laughs> truth is, they can win us the election. So maybe we should, when we're stuck with this decision of shutting down, prevent, or like giving it more budget, we're like, huh? Do we want yeah. to win the election or not? So that's like the argument. They're like, look, it doesn't matter which party. That what matters is developing the reputation that Muslims vote. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was quite interesting. That's. That's actually next level long term thinking. Um, of course, you could argue that that will never happen or whatever, but it's interesting. Mm. Annie. Mm. Mm. And Ooh, to, to round it all off, go on. <laughs> no, no, I just, um, you know, obviously we discussed the, this whole, the, 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 like I started the discussion about looking at the forest before looking at the branches and the leaves, right? Yeah. And so, regardless of if you're comfortable voting, you're not comfortable, whatever. There is the duty upon everyone to make the positive changes outside of the political arena as well. Yeah. You know? So there is the social aspect. There is your dower. There is your day-to-day co- conduct. Yeah. There is developing, you know, raising your kids, you know, on the, the right way. Raising your kids to be yeah. great people, that's, um, that's excelling harder, at work. That's the harder thing to do. And I think that's what we yeah. neglect. And mm. you know what? If we had this much zeal about 
you know, the voting argument mm. as we did. Cleaning your neighbour's, uh, you know, yeah, drive like or whatever. And I know it sounds really cliche. It is really, really cliche. But it's often mm. forgotten. And that's what has a lasting impact. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. Know, because essentially you're putting your putting your deed on a piece of paper and then forgetting about it and letting someone else take up that change. Um, but I don't know. I just think ground, mm. you know, ground up instead of top down yeah. always. And I think um, another aspect as well. So, you know, a lot of people, they talk about the political side. They talk about the day-to-day action side. But something uh, maybe not talked about so much, and maybe because it's not uh, available to most of the population, is the, you know, let's be real, the power that business and industry exactly. has. I was going to say that to you Over earlier. politics, yeah. When you said about, you know, um, Muslim, when you said Islam one, uh, 21 sees um, mm. argument about Muslims should vote more because that shows that, they can be swayed or whatever mm. you know like that i was thinking actually it's it's kind of like the communities that have already existed for thousands of years who've done business with each other and been honest with each other mm. and bought from each other and kept that money within their own communities to mm. the point where they have you know they you know money talks baby mm. you know what i mean like yeah that's power politics there yeah yeah that's my friend real. was telling me a real real life case study okay of how how business will affect politics okay yeah so in the u.s um yeah there's quite a big quite a few arms manufacturers from the yeah. u.s right we got um uh smith and wesson we've got uh what's it called lockheed martin all of these evil yep. people yeah so um have you ever shot a gun by the way Oh, possibly. Do you know what brand it was? No, I was too young to remember. Okay, go on. (laughs) Okay, so um, so these are huge companies, you know, you know, billion dollar contracts. Um, and I think it's Congress or some kind of you know government entity. They have to approve all contracts and all like weapons programs and stuff, right? Yeah. So, um, what these companies do is they go to every single senator let's say it's a senator because i don't know the details of american politics yeah they go to every senator and they say look if you let this bill go through and you approve this contract we're going to give your state 500 jobs yeah Yeah. and sorry yeah and then they go to every senator and they say we're going to give your state 500 jobs your state 500 jobs the people are going to love you in the state you're producing producing jobs this and that Yeah. yeah So it's literally the closest you can get to bribing without actually bribing. Yeah, yeah? yeah, of course. Like, okay, so now when it comes to the vote on should we approve this contract, what do you think they're all going to do? They're all going to approve it. They'll be like, look, I'm going to approve it. My people are going to love love me for creating jobs. Great, let's go. Why are we even voting on this thing? Let's go (laughs) go for it. So this is is the power. And I think, um, again, thinking long term, you know, this is a big leverage point, you know, business, money talks, this and that. Oh, always, bro. And this is it. Like, that is what we should be really, like, going... In terms of the dunya aspect, we should be doing that mm-hmm. our fullest with with Islam in mind. Because mm. once you put the power to the people... Like, we're already looking after... Like, look at the National Zakir Foundation. Look at things like that. Like, we're already looking after our own to a certain extent with charity and mm-hmm. you know trying to implement some of that circle of life kind of thing mm-hmm. right where and i'm sure this this thing's coming up now about like university fees so how are we going to get around the issue of university fees for those that don't mm-hmm. want to take loans out okay well there's people coming together putting in money together right to benefit 
the Muslims that don't want to take fees out, those Muslims that take part in these initiatives, like they, they're recipients of these initiatives. Um, I can't remember what the term is, but it's like, um, it's almost like crowdfunding for people to go yes. to uni, right? Those people that do take, that are recipients of that initiative, feel some sort of obligation to then perform better at uni because they've mm. literally been paid for by someone from that, from that person's pocket yeah. instead of getting this sort of, Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Like they work harder because they feel accountable, so they go and push more in, and then it's it's a circle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like w- bottom line is, bro. If like we've got a choice of whether we should go and shop at a Muslim person's store or not, Muslim person's mm. store, providing that the Muslim person is selling decent quality items and is an honest individual, and do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, that's a, that's a no brainer, bro. Yeah, that's you can't reward subpar performance. And I think that's where we're lacking. Like we f- we take things for granted. We mm. take Muslim. Uh, business for granted like if you've ever worked in any sort of field uh, something tiny like freelancing or whatever like mm. and you 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 want to you've got a Muslim client and they just take the mick mm-hmm. like and everything's like inshallah uh, yeah you know I'll pay you th- this time pay you that time like little things bro, like, <laughs> real life story bro yeah I'm, I'm like, still waiting 12 months later <laughs> this is I'm, it I'm like, not joking yeah, go go vote, but like, don't pay. Just you know trying to say like, yeah, there's priorities, bro. This is where this is what happens, but it's long term, man. It's mm. long term. Yeah, and yeah. this, you know, we, we can't be ignorant to communities that have done it and succeeded in doing that and looking after each other financially. Yeah, yeah. You know? and I think even more powerful is when you take something like the idea of um, supporting people with the loans thing, and you. Yeah extend that service if you like to beyond just muslims yeah okay assuming you're in you're in a non-muslim country so it's like we've gone from this idea of yeah yeah we're hooking up muslims to we believe riba destroys societies so come and get your loans from us no interest you know yeah so that that's even better when it goes that size there needs to be a drive and I think we're, get, we're seeing that now anyway like the, the starting points maybe mm. a drive for and this is not undermining the charity that goes on now mm. there's brilliant charity work that's worldwide for destitute and poor Muslims that are going through war-torn situations like mm. extreme hunger extreme extreme circumstances right mm. we go we're, we, we, we've always been doing that work and we're always going to increase that work and that should mm-hmm. never be neglected mm. but we need to start also thinking about the reinvestment into our own whether it's you know students or whether it's our businesses or whatever yeah. investing in our because what happens is the multiplication of the multiplication factor of investing in in our in our own communities in the west magnifies how much we can Im- impact it positively the the mm. communities that we have yes. worldwide yeah yeah right yeah. because you could feed somebody in i don't know in war torn yemen right mm. and that will just come from one but if you were to uh, impact, like multiply the, the impact that you have here, mm. then you've got hundreds, if not thousands of people feeding that person. Yeah, yeah. the people that you employ or the people that you help grow businesses or whatever, yeah, it multiplies yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? This is it. Like mm. it's, 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 it's building more powerhouses that can then turn into what you are. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. were in that position of power yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's um, like... It's like this Look one guy Silicon Valley for example yeah. have you seen like yeah. you hear, it's a whole ecosystem I, I read I read certain books and stuff sometimes about these tech giants in Silicon Valley and stuff like that mm. and how like they all just seem to have known each other growing up and yeah. same with like politicians and stuff they went to the same schools and yeah. stuff like this you know yeah. um, and it, it should be that 
we should be raising each other up. Mm. But we're still lagging, bro. We're still lagging in some very... I'm, I'm mm. sure most of the world is. But it, we should be the forefront. Based on what we have in terms of morals, ethics, code of conduct, everything that we've got that our deen teaches us, we should mm. be in the forefront of all of these... You know, mm. If one Muslim was to make it something big, mm. we should all be there with him because that's how our deen teaches. Mm. Not sharing your wealth, like, oh, you have an obligation to give all your money away. Mm. No, it's about teaching those skills and giving back to the communities, you know, mm. and investing in, 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 in your fellow Muslims. But we just need to be worthy of it and we need to implement those characteristics. Yeah, yeah. I think whatever you do out of all these things we mentioned, the, the bedrock of it is kind of... I guess your personal mindset or discipline, you know, disciplining yourself yeah. to do the right thing or to do not just the right thing, but the better thing, you know, yeah. so you can't, well, literally, if you can't, if you can't fast once a week, for example, you might, <laughs> you might struggle to make another very hard decision because all discipline builds on each other, on itself, Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. so the discipline to restrain from eating helps you. Uh, discipline yourself when making like business de decisions or whatever it is you know yeah. it, it all builds on each other um, let's look at some questions bro I don't know if I've got time bro oh I honest. thought it was like one of those like freshly grounded ones where it's like a late night <laughs> I vibe. wanted to I'll be honest my son's very poorly and, oh, um, Allah my wife just texts me and he's he's done a bit of um, he's thrown up a little bit in the other room and Mm. He's not. He's calling. He's been call he, you could probably hear him through the mic. He's been calling me all this episode. Oh. <laughs> I try to keep him busy. Mm. Um, so, as much as I really want to do questions, we always get into a deep discussion, bro. And then we never mm. have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we have got some decent ones, and we'll, we'll we'll try next episode to do them. Yeah. As soon as we start. Inshallah. Inshallah. Because um, we jump straight into this one. I feel bad, man. But mm. it's the reality, bro. These are the sacrifices we have to make. <laughs> <laughs> discipline discipline <laughs> alhamdulillah alhamdulillah bro this has been a really good conversation and maybe we need to just add this caveat that you know we are not we're not scholars we don't pretend to be scholars on the internet no, of course of course um any final decision you make about anything should be from someone of knowledge that you trust you know they're qualified you know yeah. they have some level of taqwa and all of that and that's the way to go we're just exactly. I guess we, you know, I think the main benefit of this discussion is how it's kind of showing how you can have different opinions and it's because you think a different way and, be, you know, it's, it's sick. It's amazing. I think I remember back in the day there was, a, I think, a, a mock debate um, on the niqab being mandatory or not. Oh, and they, that, yeah. yeah, they set it up just to show the etiquettes of debate. And so I yeah. love these things, man. I think it's really, really good. Yeah, I think it's the first time we have probably like really clearly disagreed on something on air. I can't mm. really think of any other Allah Akbar, yeah. But it's good because that's what I've always wanted. I've always been like, oh my God, we agree on so much. Let's just stick <laughs> It's true. Sometimes we're like, okay, what topic will we disagree on? <laughs> Subhanallah. Okay. If you would like to um, make any comments on what we've said here, um, then go to mindheistpodcast.com. You can either email us or anonymously you can ask a question or make your comment. Um, you can also find us on Instagram from that same link. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Jazakumullah khairan. And uh, yeah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shadu wa na'inan ant. Astaghfiruka atubu alaikum.